A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity, a podcast series brought to you by TVPS, a charity that supported HIV positive people since 1985. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess, and we work for TVPS, and our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. If you enjoy our podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity. This is a good week, is it not? It's the best week. Because we're one year old. It's so exciting. And well, we're one year old and it's a new look all round, isn't it? Yes, we're having a bit of a revamp, aren't we? So it's one year since we started recording the Hero or History series. That's exactly right. So it was a year ago today on the 12th of July that we put out Proclaimed a Gut, which actually we shared last week because we wanted all of our new listeners to go right back to the beginning and enjoy a bit of uh, Gaton de Gaulle. So in that year... There have been 352,000 mispronunciations of people's names. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I wondered where we were going with that number. I was like, well, hang on, I do the stats. What's, what's she doing? <laughs> where has she got that? Oh, been... Over 4 million terms have been edited out of the podcast before people have to listen to it. Yeah, that's very true. So 36 episodes in 52 weeks. So we can't claim to have one a week, but that's because in the start we were doing them like every fortnight. I think it was monthly to begin monthly. with. We didn't know how they'd go down, did we, to be honest? so Oh, gosh, you're right. Oh, yes. Yes, we'd have been very arrogant Alisons if we're like, everyone will want to hear this weekly. Very tentative in the beginning. Um, so, yeah, so people would have noticed new jingle. Do you love it? I do love it. Yes. No, I really do, actually. It's a bit more upbeat. Also, a new logo. Yes. I am loving that also. And I'm going to plug it again, an award nomination in a year. That's pretty cool. Isn't it? Isn't it? A whole new, revamped, refreshed look. The only thing that hasn't been refreshed is me and you. I was going to say, we should have come with a whole new look. (laughs) No, yeah, we should have done. That has not happened at all. Do you know what I did have a look at? What do you think are our top three most downloaded episodes from the last year? What do you think would be at number three? Oh, oh, firstly, I I mean, it's commendable that you think I can remember them all. (laughs) Number three would be EastEnders. It's not. It's episode number 24, Keith Haring. 
Oh, well, he's pretty awesome. Yeah. What do you reckon about number two? I think number two would, I'm just going to say EastEnders. Mark Fowler, EastEnders for all of them. Okay. I like it. You're cutting it down. I will just tell you what they are. So number two most downloaded is our very first episode ever. Reclaim Dugard. I was going to say that. Dugard. You didn't, didn't, did you? You can't, it's all very well (laughs) trying to cheat now, isn't it? But you didn't say it. So (laughs) doesn't count. And number one, right, I'm going to make you try and guess this, and it is not Mark Fowler. What do you think our most downloaded episode is? Emmerdale. It's Ryan White. Oh, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. But that's the saddest. I don't know. There's quite a few sad ones. I don't know if I could pick a most sad, but that was a. A quite an anger-inducing sad one. Well, good. I'm glad because he was like our ultimate kind of hero, really, wasn't he? One of my ultimate heroes. I mean, kind of 32 in total, really. But <laughs> yeah, no, he, no I'm glad. I'm glad he's the most listened to because he deserves all the recognition he can get. He really does. Also, in other news, just absolutely not doing the podcast that we normally do. I know we will in a minute. We'll get to whoever we're doing. I've got three little clips to play you because last week the week before I don't know where's time going we were on we're invited on BBC Radio Berkshire to give an interview and my mum ended up getting quite a few mentions again I mean it's just she's earned it for being our our biggest listener our biggest listener um what's the word when someone listens the most um that's a beautiful um for everyone come on don't edit that one out (laughs) So let's see, this is my first clip, because you haven't heard this, have you, Sarah? Do you know what? We've really enjoyed it. I think to start with, you're a bit like, oh, is anyone listening, or is it just my mum? We mentioned my mum quite a bit on it, because she always listens, so thanks for me. Well, um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. well, we've mentioned her again. I'm very happy to do so. So that's mention number one, Sarah. So I don't know why. I think I panicked. It's live radio. Just panicked, okay? Thought, throw in beneath. I liked your radio voice. That was very good. But yes, no, I see. I hate my radio <laughs> voice. mum in there. This is number two. There's three. There's three in total. Now, looking at the the podcast itself, uh, you mentioned some of the things you do, but uh, what are the plans then uh, with uh, ideas of the future then? And I I was going to just say, is it a weekly, monthly? How does it work, by the way, with the podcast? Uh, So we are weekly, and I was going to say our plan is world domination, obviously. Um, Of course, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Mention your mum as much as possible as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a must in the podcast, obviously. Um, you got my number. <laughs> I don't know when you were going to share this plan about world domination. Normally it's me saying TVPS should just not rule the world, support the world, because that's what we're really good at. But yeah, no, I like it. Let's be ambitious. I know, right? Okay. And then this is the last one, which took me kind of a bit by surprise. Excellent stuff. Jess, uh, have a great one. Enjoy your next one. And uh, in the meantime... Love to your mum as well. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Sir. No problem. I, I love your mum already. Uh, That's Phil Kennedy, BBC Berkshire, sending all said, the love to Benny. He said, love to your mum. And then he said, I don't know if you heard it right at the end, he said, I love her already. Wow. I'll let you proceed now. All yeah. Excitement. I'm just too excited because it's um, a, a year anniversary. Oh, I know. <laughs> yes. Our little celebrations going on here. Fantastic. Okay, well, this will be a good link. I hope you're impressed by this. Speaking of world domination, we're looking at someone who dominated the world of music. Come on. Off the cuff, that was. (laughs) The first person I thought of was Michael Jackson. I thought we cannot be featuring Michael Jackson. It's not Michael Jackson. (laughs) No, um, we're looking this week at Annie Lennox. 
the lead singer of the Eurythmics, big 80s band, and a hugely successful singer in her own right. But what has she got to do with HIV, Jessica Harding? To be honest, I don't know any of her story. That's why you're here, right? Exactly. That is why I'm here. And let me tell you, quite a lot to do with HIV. That is a technical term for someone who has dedicated themselves to a cause. It's like the highest degree of dedication. If I say not much, that's the lowest. That's how we're measuring this. I like it. Vague. So it's like us two. We have quite a lot to do with HIV. Can't get much higher praise than that. <laughs> that's your new highest accolade. <laughs> oh, how times have changed. Remember when you wanted some sort of hall of fame and then you were in the first few episodes, you're like your your favourite most hero of heroes. It's just like, and now you're just going, well, you know. I think I also wanted a doctorate from our local university for my HIV knowledge. It's not materialised, is it? Not yet, right? Yet is the word. Anyway, Annie Lennox. I can't even speak now. I'm so excited. (laughs) I do love Annie Lennox, don't you? I do. Yes, I've always liked her. I think she's quite outspoken and she... She's not afraid to voice her opinions. I like people like that. I meant her music. (laughs) They weren't Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which, as you know, is my all-time favourite 80s band. So, yeah, you mix were all right. Oh, I love them. Love that. Thorn in my side. Oh, love that one. Really? You know what she talks at the start? You gave me such a bad time. Tried to hurt me. I love that. My gosh. And then saxophone kicks in. Yeah, you're a bigger fan than I am. Uh, yes. <laughs> there was an angel one, wasn't there? There must be an oh, angel. Yeah. That kind of there were so many. Honestly, spend the rest of your day today going to listen to Annie Lennox's back catalogue because you won't be disappointed. But we all know that my favourite genre of 80s music is just gay men. Bronsky Beat, Frankie Goes to Hollywoods, being my top two. Really? Erasure. Oh, I do love Erasure. Boy George, Culture Club. Were you a fan of Karma Chameleon? Yes. I was fascinated with Boy George when I was younger. Absolutely fascinated. I just thought it was amazing that someone could look that good. Well, he still looks good, doesn't he? He does. Another very opinionated person. Yeah. As well. So, yes. I'll let you carry on. Okay. So, Annie Lennox, initial support for HIV community is in the form of a cover of Cole Porter's Every Time We Say Goodbye. And it appeared on the Cole Porter tribute album, Red, Hot and Blue. We've talked about this in a previous episode there was an organization that pulled together artists to record songs to raise funds for HIV so that was in our HIV and music episode wasn't it yes perfect uh so that was in 1988 it's not HIV is not the only cause she supports I mean she's also dedicated time to Amnesty International and Greenpeace she was a support of the No War on Iraq campaign Uh, so her next kind of public show of support for HIV is in 2007 so she releases a song called Sing and that came out of her involvement with Nelson Mandela's 4664 campaign I don't know if that's how everyone says it, whether it's 46664 or 4666, but we're going to sit, stick with 4666 because it's just easier to say. Yeah. So she's involved with his campaign and also um, treatment action campaign as well. They're both kind of human right groups which push for healthcare for those affected by HIV. Are the numbers, is that, was that his prison number? They're very significant. So 4664, that's a series of AIDS benefit concerts played in honour of Nelson Mandela by um, South African and other musicians from around the world. So, yes, you're right. When he was imprisoned on Robin Island, it was in 1964, and he was the 466th prisoner that year. So that's his prison number, 46664. It's a lot of prisoners. 
it is a lot of prisoners, isn't it? Mm. So four triple six four. Their concerts. They're big. One of them was held in Cape Town in South Africa. It was hosted by Nelson Mandela himself. And the goal of these concerts is to raise awareness and money for HIV and AIDS. So, and big artists performed at these concerts. I mean, we're going back to 2003. So you've got um, Anastasia. Do you remember Anastasia? Oh, I did. She had Crohn's disease. Well, she has Crohn's disease, doesn't she? That's yeah. what I remember about her. That's how good her awareness raising was, by the way, around Crohn's disease. We've also got Beyonce, Bob Geldof, Brian May and Roger Taylor from Queen, Paul Oakenfold, uh, Bono and the Edge from U2, The Cause, the Eurythmics, of course, and the best named band in the world, Bongo Maffin. Oh, I like that. Is that a band or a person? So, well, do you know something? In research for a podcast, I mean, I get so easily distracted. And that name is one of those moments because I'm like, that's the best name ever. So they are a South African Kwaito music group. And Kwaito is like um, kind of house music. It's like a variation of house music with um, African sounds and samples in it. Now, I've listened to some of their songs. You should listen because it's really good. I love it. Really? Okay. Mm. It's really, it's got elements of um, kind of traditional African music, but it's got a very modern twist on it. And I love them. Bongo Maffin, amazing. Best name for a group ever. That is a great name. They are all over YouTube. Yes, very impressed. We'll we'll put a link. We'll put a link to Bongo Maffin up. Now, they're also raising money for Treatment Action Campaign. Their vision is a unified health system that provides equal access to quality and dignified healthcare services for all. And they do that through advocacy and campaigning within the health system, not just for HIV, also for TB as well. After she had obviously performed at the concert, she sets up her own kind of organisation called the Sing Campaign. And uh, they're raising funds and awareness for women and children affected by HIV. So she's that moved by the work that she's been doing with Nelson Mandela that she's like, I can help with this. I'm going to set up my own. Right. So that was the initial thing that sparked. Yeah, it's kind of the catalyst for her to yeah. do more. So Sing um, is about advocacy and fundraising raises global did raise where global awareness about the impact of HIV on women and children particularly in South Africa Malawi and the UK um, and she also wanted to promote global action on the issue as well so they provided financial support um, for organizations in those countries and the focus is very much on ensuring that HIV positive women and children have access to the treatment and care that they need especially to reduce the transmission of HIV from mothers to babies so the grant she makes, so she raises money, she releases, releases this single, you know, it makes lots of money. And then she's using those funds to kind of meet the aims of her organisation. Uh, Comic Relief were managing the fund for her. And there was over a million pounds in funds to help organisations. So quite a significant amount. Now, I don't know if the SING campaign is still live. Comic Relief hasn't got any live funds at the moment. They're reviewing their application process. But in the past, that's how she's operated. And it's funded organisations like uh, Mothers to Mothers in South Africa, focusing on services to prevent mother-to-child transmission at over 600 sites in Eastern and Southern Africa. 600? Yeah, it's quite a lot, isn't it? That's unreal. She also provided funds for the building of a transition home in Malawi, for infants who lost their mothers during childbirth, mainly as a result of an HIV-related illness. So the children are cared for in the home until they can be returned to the family, and usually to the grandmother, or they're fostered out into the community. She funds some amazing stuff. 
Yeah, she really does. She's also funded organisations in this country. So she's given money to Waverley Care up in Scotland and HIV charities yes. to enable them to establish a women's organisation called Network Alba. So again, focusing on women supporting women, peer support, all of those kind of things. So a lot of her, her work is women focused. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, obviously, it might surprise you to know I don't know Annie Lennox personally, but what? disappointed. <laughs> Thought you were going to introduce her. This was the the big thing for our one year anniversary. Oh, just bring her in next to me. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, no, sadly, that's not going to happen. But when we're pulling together the podcast, I mean, you have to commend her on her principles. She is not afraid to criticise those who she believes are wrong, no matter how famous they are. So one of those she's criticised is Pope Benedict XVI, the Pope. He was a Pope in 2009 and he was very, very vocal about his opinions on condoms. I remember this. Do you remember saying just don't use them? Yeah. Uh, She also criticised the Roman Catholic Church for causing widespread confusion across Africa. Now, we know condoms are the best method for prevention of HIV at the time. This is way before PrEP. So you can imagine how difficult it must have been for anyone with a strong Catholic faith in Africa to protect themselves against HIV at the time. Do they follow the awareness raising advice from health professionals and use condoms or do they follow their faith and the advice of the Pope and not use them? Must have been very tricky. Well, I think sadly, I think a lot of people would say, well, I'm going to follow the Pope and my faith because why would God and my faith and this leader of my church steer me wrong? Because you have faith in that thing, don't you? And I suppose, and we've seen it as well in our service users, it's a really difficult decision to go against your church, not against them, but to make decisions that they don't agree with. Because essentially, you're made to feel that then you don't have that faith. That is such a hard thing. You know, people's faith means so much to them. Yeah, no, I get that. And she, and you know, fair play to her, because she's speaking out against it, saying you just shouldn't do this. She was also very critical of the press for prior prioritising celebrity culture and therefore keeping the AIDS pandemic off the front page. Wow. Fair play to her. Yeah. Now to emphasise her point, she started wearing a t-shirt with the words HIV positive across it. I remember this. Yes. She still wears them now, I think. So she was wearing them at high profile events where she was likely to have a big audience. So um, American Idol, Comic Relief, those kind of things. There's a website called EW.com. That said at the time, a lot of heads were turned last night when Annie Lennox showed up on Idol Gives Back. That's like um it's like American Idol, but it's like a charity event thing. Okay. Wearing a t-shirt with the words HIV positive emblazoned on the front. The good news is she herself is not HIV positive. That's stop it. That's not what it says. Yes. So the good news is she herself, she's not HIV positive. She's simply showing solidarity. With the millions of people who are. Who wrote that? With me, right? It's a bit like in kids when Ruby's told she's clean, thereby implying anyone with HIV is dirty. It comes across as, thank God she hasn't got it because it would be the end of the world if she did. Am I right? Or do you think differently? No, I agree. I absolutely agree. I find it offensive. I think it's awful. I think it's another example of how terribly HIV is represented in the media and how we hear these shock stories or like you're saying, these stories of like, oh, well, don't worry, guys, because this person isn't. But like, what? We don't need to. We don't need to be saying that. And why are you so upset that she's wearing a T-shirt that says HIV positive? That is how powerful just the word HIV is. 
you know? I know. And I mean, and they're, they're totally missing the point of why she's wearing it. So she explains she first saw someone wearing a bold HIV positive T-shirt in South Africa in 2004. And she thought, brilliant idea. So she decided to kind of run with one herself. She says in a country like South Africa, where HIV is so prevalent, and yet you have stigma where people are afraid to openly come out and say that they're positive. This T-shirt, whoever wears it, is making a statement of solidarity. And they're saying we're coming out from behind the shadows. We're trying to normalise what is a preventable thing. It doesn't need to have stigma. Yeah, I get what she's saying. I mean, I love, everyone is to have mixed feelings about the T-shirt because nobody who's positive is going to wear a T-shirt like that. So if everyone took her stance, surely it would highlight everyone not wearing it is positive. I don't know. Maybe I get the sentiment, but the practicalities I'm not so sure about. Is she going for like an I am Spartacus sort of moment, though? I think that. Yes. Yes, I think she definitely is. Yeah, I think that's it. Lauren's probably going to have to look up that reference. But (laughs) you enjoy the film, Lauren. Enjoy that. And for anyone new, Lauren um, listens over all our podcasts. She works with us. She is part of our podcast team. But she is also half my age. And a lot of the things we talk about completely lost on her. But we are educating her about history. Not not even just HIV history, though. Like she comes, so, you know, she's learning, learning all the time. Yes. You're welcome, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're saying, though, about the T-shirt. It's, you know, but people are talking about her. But unfortunately, in that article, not quite in the way that she's wanting or intending. It's so hard, isn't it? How you know, we're forever trying to tackle stigma and there are so many different ways you can go about doing it. And I mean, none of us have cracked it yet because there's still so much stigma, but we all just have to keep trying all sorts of different things, keep Mm. plugging away in the hope that all these little things will help in their own little way to lessen the stigma. And that's the thing, isn't it? There is still, I hear it so much, so many people, and I know this says to you as well, say, oh, but it's not like it used to be. I just think, but it is. What like? And I think not enough people are seeing how much stigma there still is and how much stigma people affected by HIV still come into contact with all the time in their everyday life. I still think, I mean, people still don't know how to react when you kind of say to them about it. I remember the worst place was a school playground when my kids were little, you know, like mum's chatting and, and one of them said, oh, what do you do? And it's, oh, I work for an HIV charity. And they're just like, oh, oh, right. <laughs> it's like... Okay. Horrendous, isn't it? I know we've talked about this in a podcast before, but yeah, it's like when people ask if we get tested, what what for? What are we getting tested for? I'm confused because oh, because you work at an HME charity, like is that a joke? That's bananas. Oh yes. Or if they say, Oh, are you positive? Because you work for that charity. Why, why would you work for that charity if you're not positive? <laughs> Do you know what? I always say to people, it's none of your effing business. Like I refuse to give an answer. Absolutely nobody's business. Oh, I think we've said this before, you know, you don't assume anyone is homeless is homeless because they work for a homeless charity. It's it's just silly. Yeah. But I just think, yeah, we haven't really moved forward, have we? And much work to be done. Yes. But Annie, Annie and her T-shirt. Yes. So there you go. There's an explanation as to why she was wearing the T-shirt. And all her work has not gone unnoticed. She was awarded an OBE for her humanitarian work in 2010. And in 2013, a Music Industry Trust Award for her music career and her charity work. But the greatest praise, I think, comes from Archbishop Desmond Tutu in 2013. Imagine, imagine having someone like that commenting on your work. He said she's one of those exemplary human beings who chose to put her success in her chosen career to work in order to benefit others. She is a true friend of Africa and of South Africa. Her AIDS activism in general and support for the treatment action campaign in particular contributed significantly to turning the pandemic around in our country. Go Annie Lennox. 
Yeah. Imagine that having from Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Making a real tangible difference is just, I wouldn't say outstanding, but that sounds like it's an award you would give at school. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable. Like, just, oh, she's amazing. She is amazing. Do you know what, they? I think, you know, the Queen is based in Berkshire in Windsor, not far just down the road. We do all our work in Berkshire. Perhaps we should aim for the Queen to give us a quote like that. Uh, amazing HIV work in Berkshire is very commendable. Well, I actually thought you were going to go for um, maybe she'll give me an OBE. I honestly thought that's where you were going. With oh, that. I don't know. I don't know if I'd accept one of those. Have... Well, you can't say that now. If you want the Queen to give us a nice quote, and then she listens to this podcast, then you're like, "Well, I want your quote, Queenie, but I don't want your, your you know, your honours. No thanks." Oh no. Well, you can edit it all out. I know you will because you're very <laughs> obedient. I do want an OBE. You can invite Annie Lennox as your plus one. Oh, yeah, I could. I bet she'd be really good fun, actually. And she'd know all the etiquette and everything. She'd guide me through it. She would be really good. But would you not accept one if you got it? I have mixed feelings about them. I think my feelings are when celebrities are rewarded them for just, you know, doing their job. I think more of them should go to people who do amazing charity work. So Annie Lennox, yeah, very well deserved. She's done a huge amount. But some of them, when it's for, you know, for services to acting or services to television broadcasting, you're like, well, you know, I think there's more deserving people in the world. No, I can understand what you're saying. Uh, So, yeah, that's where my gripe is. Taught myself out of any kind of accolade now. Queen's Award for Voluntary Service. (laughs) She might try and take that back now. No, she'll have to wrestle it from us, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) it's hidden she'll never find it (laughs) but yeah i don't think we're going to get that nice quote that you wanted either but that's fine boat did you say boat quote yes oh quote (laughs) (laughs) no one's asking for a boat (laughs) well maybe we should be no (laughs) oh no the risk assessments in going out on a boat with all the service users no no let's not (gasps) testing on a boat we could sail around up the thames you know, people would never know what we were up to. What, just grabbing people off the riverbank? No, we would arrange with them prior to oh. going there. I'm not just going to kidnap people and then, you know, give them a finger prick test. That's not, that's not what I'm no. listening to. Oh, I see you'd arrange appointments and then we'll pick you up yeah. by yeah. the willow tree on the left bank. Yeah, perfect. Step aboard. Come aboard. Isn't that what you say? Don't you say step aboard? Come aboard. Oh, I don't know. I've got no idea. It's a all completely different language, isn't it? Port and starboard and all that kind of stuff. No. no I, I get do, very seasick, so let's I not was, do this. Get out of my head, because I was about to say the exact same thing. So oh, do you get seasick? So even like on like a pedalo. Yes. I've been seasick on a pedalo before. Okay, let's not use that as our mode of transport. The boat's out. Yeah. No need to get us a boat. But that's fine. <laughs> Okay, I mean, there you go. Look, that is the end of our Annie Lennox podcast for this week. She is a true HIV hero. Got there in the end. She is wondrous. And are you going to go and listen to Annie Lennox music all afternoon? Because I am going to. Yes, I can do. Yes, I, I can definitely do that. <laughs> it's not a task I'm giving you. It's oh. not a job. It's not a work task, like on the to-do list. Like, well, I can if you want me to, Jess. Like, just feel very pleasure. No, I'm not going to listen to her. I'm going to listen to Bongo Muffin. This is going out on a drop-in day when we're at the drop-in. So maybe we should Mm -hmm. introduce everyone to Bongo Muffin. Yeah, why not? They might like that. I think so. I think we should. Oh, and Sarah, tell them our exciting news. Sorry, I'm I'm so excited today about our little summer season programme that we're going to have. Oh, 
gosh okay oh because uh, right well thanks for giving me notice for this <laughs> not like we plan anything clearly <laughs> just going off on an awful tangent no preparation okay right so over the summer we're going to deviate from our kind of heroes or history podcast and we're going to do a special true crime mini series why true crime because jess is obsessed with true crime podcasts so we're going to look at people who have been prosecuted for recklessly or intentionally transmitting hiv so that will make jess very happy and we're going to look at kind of what led them to do it what the outcome was and everything in between i am so excited i can't even tell you this Jimbo. <laughs> I swear he understands what we're talking about. It's like, yes, mate, I'm happy too. It's always at the end of a podcast as well, isn't it? It's yes. Like, how does he know? They're, they're like scuttling around the two of them now. I can hear Rita running about. They know the tone of our voices when we're wrapping it up. It's very bizarre. But anyhow, I'm really excited. As Sarah said, I am obsessed with true crime podcasts, as are many people. And I think it would just be really nice because I don't know tons about reckless transmission and it's something we get asked about a lot. So that's very true, actually. We do. And we will look at it in uh, greater depth because there's a lot more to it than I realised. Initially, we were just going to do one or two episodes and now it's it's going to be six so, yeah, no, it's going to be great. I think Jimbo barks because he can sense the relief in my voice that we've got to the end of another episode without bleeping it up too much. <laughs> probably. I don't know what sets him off. Who knows? There's probably a pigeon in the back garden. He's got this new um, habit of going round and digging up all the squirrels' nuts, biting them and then just spitting them out again. So that's a delight, isn't it? So he's probably watching a squirrel from the conservatory right now. Bless him. I think that's kind of mean. I think he doesn't even eat the nuts. It's like he's just being really, really, he's just messing with them. Digs them up, crunches them, spits them out. So those squirrels will have no food this winter? Well, no, because Ben puts a bird feeder out and then the squirrels relentlessly break into it and steal all of the peanuts. So, Oh, it's like Ben's providing a little squirrel food bank. <laughs> yes, which is actually supposed to be for the birds, but the squirrels, God, they are. They yes, are... of course, because all their nuts have been dug yes. up by your dog. Well done, Ben. Right. Thank you so much for today. Annie Lennon. You're very welcome. Very, very interesting. Thank you. Thank you for listening to HIV Hope and Charity. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at office at tvps.org.uk. And please keep sharing the podcast far and wide to help us get as many people as possible HIV educated. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.